Welcome to Get Wisdom with your hosts, Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Imagine if God was a co-host. What if the historically rare ability to converse with God and get profound answers to questions has been rediscovered? What would God say to today's troubled world? Get Wisdom will share those answers. Now, here is Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Get Wisdom. I'm Brian Kelly, along with Get Wisdom founder and director, Carl Mollison. This week, we're going to look at uh, Creator's discourse on the anatomy of faith. I, I bet you didn't know that faith has an anatomy, has a structure to it, Carl. Well, I guess we do now. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a complex issue because I've looked into this fairly often from a variety of standpoints. It's one of the number one problems people have trying to figure out faith what it really is, how to get more of it in particular, and the dilemma of what do you do when you ain't got any. Yeah. This is this is a common human dilemma, a common problem for all of us and for the world as as a whole. And it goes deep. It goes right to the heart of reality and the meaning of existence. So there are many aspects and it's an important thing to understand because we do need more of it right now in this world. Yes, we do. And I think it's a good thing to understand to put in context with our outlook on the world, who we are, what, how, and how it actually works. If you kind of understand what it is and how it works better than you do now, your prayers are going to be more effective and you're going to have more confidence. It really is a, a key critical component. Yeah, and there's actually a science to it. We're not going to really delve into the uh, quantum physics of it and so on, but, you know, science only goes so far. It's more of a superficial way of probing things and an attempt to understand things while kind of ignoring the, the, the bigger truth, the elephant in the room. But we're not here to pick on anyone. We're here to help broaden perspectives, and that's the only reason I mention that. We need a broader perspective because there is always a deeper meaning to things and a, and a deeper level that we never understand very, very deeply at all. And, and so we need to get better at it. Absolutely. You asked Creator, can Creator explain the difference, if any, between faith and belief? All right. And this is Creator's words and channeling the answer. Basically, faith is a way station on the way to belief. In a true sense, faith is the process of gaining belief and establishing it as a working principle that becomes a foundational part of the inner makeup and is a robust and concrete expression of one's view of things as the current reality, so to speak. As such, it is the firmest foundation one can have to truly believe in something. If you think about your perspectives across the board, many will have this characteristic of being beliefs. Faith comes into play when belief is not quite attainable, but one wants to believe and thus must have faith that the provisional belief is worthy and a correct one to hold and serves the self in some way. Otherwise, it is mere conjecture for the moment, a hypothetical possibility, but not one with any real conviction behind it. Faith is an expression of conviction that belief is justified, but is not a firm and total belief that it is so. In that sense, belief is the ultimate goal in wanting to approach enlightenment. 
a true high-level understanding of reality with respect to something? I think this was an important question. You know, um, a lot of people may not be able to make a distinction between faith and belief. And frankly, I had some curiosity about a distinction myself. So this is a very enlightening answer, Carl. Well, and people don't think enough about this because when you're, you're lacking in faith, or when all you have is faith and not truly belief, that implies there's some work needing to be done. So we'll, we'll be talking about that as we go along, too. Absolutely. You ask Creator, there is, rea- there is reality, and then there's one's worldview or personal understanding of reality. Would another definition of enlightenment be a state of being where one's worldview is in sync with actual reality? And before that state is reached is one's worldview, a faith construct at best. All right. And Creator says, we would agree with this analysis. Enlightenment is a return to the divine alignment. The quandary of humanity and your dilemma is that you are separate and disconnected from us. Being down in the physical environment where you cannot see the divine realm You cannot see us in the outline of our energies and the doing we contribute in the background in many, many ways to keep everything held together and are taking a keen interest even in your own life personally in being omnipresent as you go about your day and from year to year for the entire duration of your incarnation. So the ultimate goal of the human enterprise is a return to divine alignment for not only humanity, but the interlopers who are holding you down and holding you back and are why you have become disconnected and so troubled as a consequence and so lost many times and having need for so much faith and faith building of belief to find your way back again. This is the importance of the healing journey, that it is a return to divine alignment and the establishment of true enlightenment. So it is very much the case that enlightenment is the goal of human existence. But what few realize is why that is so and what they actually need to do to ensure it happens. And the irony is that the existence of humanity as physical beings is perilously close to being ended by the interlopers. And all that is needed is a greater awareness that humans need to reestablish a partnership with the divine, and request help. That act alone can turn things around, but it must be done with belief in the divine and belief in yourselves as being worthy of divine support and intervention on your behalf. Those qualities are far too lacking at the moment, in addition to which most people are still asleep and not aware there is even a problem. The world being in disarray and never rising above the level of discord is all seen as human failings and, if anything, proof to the atheist that God could not possibly exist and still allow such obvious depravity and dishevelment. The truth is, your world is troubled because you have been giving up on the divine and turning away from faith and belief as well as faith and belief in yourselves to be able to overcome the evil in your midst 
and find a way to heal all that is wrong on all levels of your world, including the personal, with so many suffering infirmities and illnesses of all kinds, including the emotional instability and suffering of depression and anxiety without end. All of that is a consequence of being out of alignment, out of divine alignment. And the intended goal of this healing enterprise to reach the enlightenment needed for further progress for humanity. So essentially, Creator is saying that our worldviews as individuals incarnated human bodies is is a faith construct which is unavoidable, essentially. You know. But we have to we have to work with it and then try to get beyond it. And that is the important message here, because there's a lot at stake if we don't do so. Well, and it's the dilemma of our existence that this is such a struggle. We're yes. born in the dark with no awareness of who we really are, where we've come from, what our past history might be, and what we're up against. <laughs> we're blind to the invisible, and that's where the darkness wreaks its havoc. Inside yes. of us, inside our own minds, and behind the scenes. And we're in the dark about it all, and we're in the dark about the existence of the Almighty, except what religious institutions have created as a sort of legacy in these ancient scriptures and so on. So we're coming from behind, yeah. and it really creates a disadvantage. We've got one anti behind our back, and so, there's a lot on our shoulders. Absolutely. And because we are compromised uh, and having to use faith as a means to, you know, crawl our way back up towards creator uh we acknowledge up front that it's a that's it's not the best of all of all situations you know the atheists i probably have a little bit of a uh, of a valid argument in that sense you know none of us want faith we want to know we want to know and believe with full certainty but we can't have that so we have to make do and that's where the problem lies well and, and and the blind spot is the wrong question to ask is whether God exists. Right. The question to ask is whether evil exists and what to do about evil. Yeah. And the yeah. answer is God is <laughs> the solution for yeah. evil. And evil is real. It's not just humans and human foibles and our own weaknesses. There's a darker layer of outside influence. Absolutely. You ask Creator, we cannot recall Creator saying, I don't know when it comes to explaining any aspect of reality. The only time we have heard it is in regard to the free will choices that might be made by being granted by a being being granted free will, where the potential crystallizing of consequences resulting from those choices seems to be knowable, but is always uncertain until it actually happens. It seems everything else is known. Uh, is this truly the only thing Creator has no genuine knowledge of? Because we do know that, you know, Creator can see probabilities, but we yes. apparently can't see the crystallization of a probability into actual reality. So that's the essence of the question here. Yes, well, and, and creators told us that uh, the future is unknowable because it only comes about when it happens. There's a right. potential, there's a future extension underway, but that can change. Yeah. So we can change the future, and that's why it's not totally predictable. All right, this is what Creator says. There are many things we do not know, 
but your characterization of the unknown represented by the uncertainty of what people might do or other beings is not a small thing. In fact, that gap between what is possible and what actually happens is the entirety of the future of existence for everyone and everything for all of time. That is a large unknown, even for creator. It is true that we only see the current potential for things to happen. That potential included at one point the creation of the current universe and everything within it and all the differing experiences and roles and possibilities for the many life forms contemplated being brought into existence. Now that we are billions of years further along following that creation event, Things are beginning to coalesce and crystallize on a more defined array of possibilities. We still do not know which will prevail and which will essentially dissolve from being unchosen. That is up to the creations themselves, you among them. So the unknown in actuality, given an infinite existence, will always be larger than the known. There is more lying ahead than has taken place behind your current point along the way. This is a joyous and magnificent predicament to be in, as we would say tongue-in-cheek, because it is quite a blessing and a joy to not having a stultifying existence of predetermined characteristics that are never changing and becoming stultified through an unrelenting sameness. This is why even as human beings... A small extension of our consciousness, you seek novelty, you seek change, you seek challenges that will put you to a test of some kind when there is not a certainty of what might happen and it might in fact be quite daunting to face with a possibility of failure and even a failure with drastic consequences such as your demise, at least in physical form. This is a grand enterprise with many lofty goals and many near-term and short-term ones for which you have little awareness. We await the future along with you and are, in effect, glued to our seat in wonderment and awe and enjoy that we set in motion and have a front row seat, so to speak, in watching all that happens and appreciating all involved. I, you know, I think this is a wonderful passage here, um, and it comes to a bit of a surprise. It might not be totally accepted by everybody. This idea that God doesn't actually know everything—you know—that's a—it's quite a revelation in its own regard. And I especially like the part where it says the Creator is glued to our seat in wonderment and awe. <laughs> that's a nice well, one. yeah. I mean, and it—it's sort of if you think about your own personal experience. The idea of needing novelty and so on. Well, this is why we have families. Not because we want a clone of ourselves and a robot that's going to look like us, do everything exactly the same, and is entirely predictable. Where's the fun in that? Where's the excitement? Where's the novelty? It's having someone who is unique and independent that creates that possibility of a new experience. It's like having a pet. You don't know exactly what it's going to do, and you try to train it to make it do things, but you don't want to turn it into a robot. You want it to be moldable to your preferences and so on, but still have an independent spirit and a kind of personality and so on, and that's what adds variety as the spice of life. 
absolutely. You, you know, know this is a, this isn't a bad arrangement. I've had five beagles in my life, and every single one of them was unique. They all had quirks and little ways of doing things that were different than all the others. So, yes, uniqueness. We, you know, there's a lot of similarities, but we also seek that that uniqueness as well. So I think the creator said that eloquently. U.S. creator is faith provisional, a temporary tool to bridge the gap between complete ignorance and complete knowledge, perhaps otherwise known as enlightenment. And Creator says, this is another way of describing the differentiation between faith and belief. These are way stations on the way to enlightenment. Belief is always a portion of what is possible. In other words, no one knows everything. That is true for us as well. We continue to learn and grow along with you, and you are contributing to our learning and growth as we endeavor to contribute to yours through these communications and in supporting you indirectly with guidance, inspiration, healing, and protection when this is requested. Faith will keep you going because it is a yearning for a return to a closeness with the divine family. That is what you're suffering more than anything else, being away from us and your many light-being colleagues you share in togetherness as a human family, along with Creator, in a close collaboration. For you, that is a state of perfection beyond measure, because it is what you were created to experience and express. So enlightenment is truly being back in the fold, so to speak, and in touch with your true being and purpose on all levels, including the soul level, which is much, much vaster than you sense or know or can connect to from your place in the physical in the state of disconnection and diminishment imposed by your human physical body as a container of your consciousness. It is the only way you can experience and express your existence within the physical realm. It is the non-local consciousness that enables a communication with the divine realm as well as experiencing more of your capabilities you take for granted as a light being, but denied you in a physical form for the most part. The average person has many, many, many beliefs, and they vary with respect to their depth of awareness and knowledge and their relative strength in terms of vulnerability to being challenged. Whereas enlightenment in the true fullest sense is reclaiming the awareness and access to everything you have ever experienced. You can only believe in what you know. You cannot believe in something you've never thought of or experienced or have had introduced to you as just a concept to ponder. There has never been a static universe, nor will there be, because this is a quest for learning and growth with change as the agent and the prime intention for its existence. That is like a waterfall that is endless in bringing new things, new possibilities, new adventures, and a never-ending and never ever-expanding awareness. Well, you know, enlightenment, uh, I think, is uh, probably have to distinguish between being in the light and being incarnated on Earth. And especially in the Eastern religions, you know, enlightenment was probably seen as something of having the light being mowed in the physical existence. We, we see that of Christ as well. Well, that's an aspiration that we know is not truly achievable in the current paradigm 
Exactly. <laughs> Christ was a special being endowed with extra capability. And that was purposeful. That was a mission life to set him apart from the rest and create a state of wonderment in people who encountered him and his energy. And that is why he's still remembered thousands yep. of years later. Absolutely. Well, we're running up on a break, Carl. We'll be right back with more Get Wisdom right after this. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the second segment of this week's Get Wisdom. We are breaking down faith into its component parts, its anatomy, so to speak. We're taking a deep dive look at this to see if there's something that we can glean and learn to help improve our own faith, Carl. Well, and that is one of the big challenges in life, keeping faith or getting it in the first place for many, <laughs> especially with this increasing secular movement that is taking us in exactly the wrong direction. And we've been warned, and now you guys are warned out there in listener land that that, that is a one-way trip to depravity, frankly. I mean, this is not an exaggeration. It's not a self-serving pronouncement. you got to be one of us or you're doomed. That's not the point of this. Right. The point is to pr- provide a window into what the divine can teach us. Absolutely. And, and I think we need to listen carefully and take it seriously. I agree completely. You ask, Creator, do light beings still have, or have to have, faith, quote-unquote, in anything? Was the fall of the fallen angels a crisis of faith on their part in any way? Were they once enlightened and lost it? All right, and Creator tells us, this is an interesting point to ponder, the fate of the fallen angelics how it came about that they turned away from the light and fell from grace, so to speak. That is a good description because it was not divine condemnation, judgment, and punishment that resulted in their becoming disconnected from the divine. It was a process they chose and initiated and then lost control of 
and were unable to find their way back again. Nor could they reach for help, which would have been granted. And so the analogy of falling as though another force was at work, plummeting them to the depths out of control, is a beautiful and apt description of their dilemma. In some ways, this is akin to human suffering, where you are in a state of disconnection, yearning for a reunion with the divine, suffering many attacks and onslaughts by interlopers, wanting to undermine and destroy you. But being in such a state of ignorance and unawareness, you do not appreciate the wolf at your door because you cannot see it with your eyes and hear it with your ears. It is an energy attacking from within. As it weakens you steadily, you have less and less inclination to look for a divine solution, to turn to prayer or request divine healing for anything. Even to the trained and educated human exposed to religious teachings, but who has turned away and adopted a secular view of things, that seems at best a false hope or a dim one, and most probably giving in to the superstition or human folly that has fallen by the wayside and been rejected by a growing number of fellow humans as having outlived its usefulness and has become more a threat in some ways than a blessing because it gives people yet another reason to kill one another if their religious leanings differ. This state of affairs is the biggest of tragedies because it is a surrender to ignorance and a denial of the miracles around you. The very existence of creation and all of its manifestations, especially the human being and the very miracle of incarnation, coming and going in spirit form to and from a physical body with the content of information to create something like you out of generic energy is a miracle indeed. To look for prosaic explanations and settle for a simplistic view of reality is not only illogical, it is a denial of reality when trivializing the miracle of existence of everything you see around you. So you yourselves in your human experience and having a shaky faith in us many times or an absence, as the case might be, are following the template of the spirit meddlers who sought a more exalted existence and in the process separated themselves from divine influence, thinking if they were more in charge, they could make more good things happen for themselves. So it was a selfish notion through ego that started that process of falling from grace, meaning a growing disconnection from the divine, from whom all grace is bestowed to make the miracles happen and sometimes to save you from yourselves. Our paradigm established for you of free agents and free will is a demanding one because it means you are on your own. It is at once a test of you and a challenge to create many potential dilemmas and in the process take risks. If you fail the test, the consequences might be dire. So we would point to the plight of the fallen angelics as a cautionary tale in what can happen if you surrender power and control to chance and put your faith in others who are disconnected as well, thinking they know better or they can save you if there is a problem of some kind. When you leave the divine out, you are cutting your lifeline and the consequences will eventually be disastrous 
from making that choice. You know, a thought comes to my mind. It's like, oh, gee, now you tell us. Now that we're down here and disconnected, you're telling us that, you know, there's dire consequences to the Free Will Project. Well, yes, there is dire consequences to the Free Will Project. We took on this role to try to solve the problem of evil because that is what is preventing free will from being granted to other beings throughout the universe. And until yes. the problem of evil is solved, the rest of the universe is, is not going to be able to evolve beyond a certain point. And so we are volunteers. We took on this treacherous duty to try to solve this problem. Yeah, we so, knew before we came down what we were facing. Yes. And what we were risking in getting some bad karma out of the deal and being more wounded than ever and 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 having more problems for ourselves personally we'd have to deal with in the future. You know, like a like a veteran, a wounded veteran. But perhaps we risk even more than that, because in a worst case scenario, we risk our very destruction. Well, but that is always a possibility. Exactly, exactly. But we chose this task because we want to help expand the universe to greater possibilities. So this is not a trivial undertaking. And yes, we're waking up to that, but that's just the nature of the, of the game. You know, this is the dilemma we have to try to resolve. And faith yes. is a key component of that. Yeah, and it's important that everyone know this. Yes. So you can make a choice. Are you going to do your part? Or are you going to sit it out and trust to luck? <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> U.S. Creator, is true enlightenment something that all beings other than Creator must strive for once created? Or is Creator still striving for greater enlightenment as well? All right. Creator tells us, it is very much the case that you are never done. This is true for us as well, for we are never done. And that is why we created you, to add something new to the party, a new set of possibilities, a new set of likelihoods, in fact, and a new set of grand hopes for helping your galaxy overcome the growing liability from having spawned evil through the corruption caused by the fallen angelics, reaching a state of true depravity, a selfishness that is total. When all one cares about is the self, there will be no limit on what one will do to others in wanting to take them, take from them, and give to the self. That is what has led to the depravity and the death toll throughout your galaxy of the predatory extraterrestrials who were corrupted long before you by dark spirits who worsened the disconnection from the divine already underway in those beings thinking they were the ultimate expressions of existence and that they could really do anything. The truth of the matter is that no one can outdo God. You can resemble the Almighty. You can approach the Almighty. You can align with the Almighty and enlist the Almighty to add its energies to yours when you're wanting lofty things to happen. But you cannot outdo the Almighty. To set off on your own and leave God behind will condemn you to a lessening through your own choice to have only your own energies to work with and not the ultimate source of power behind the entirety of creation. 
having much greater power to work with is actually quite a thrill to experience. The fact it will only be in evidence when one is doing benevolent acts of loving kindness is far from being a penalty, but rather a blessing that will raise up the doer to exalted heights of greatness and joy that can truly be indescribable in their magnificent intensity. You are just scratching the surface of things with your physical existence and its limited array of experiences. There are far, far greater things awaiting you as you progress further. That will require your will, your decision to engage and stay engaged, and along with that, belief in the divine purpose and existence for the greater good of all. You know, that term, the greater good of all, I think really sums it up, creator's perspective, because earlier on it's saying, you know, the truth of the matter is that no one can outdo God. Well, I guess the fallen angelics would beg to differ, you know, and that's why they're fallen, you know, because the rule is, is that you only get to exercise great power for benevolent undertakings. If you want to do it for selfish undertakings, that power is not going to be available to you. So that that's a key point to understand. Absolutely. And it's built into the universe that there will be a reckoning for any wrongdoing. It goes on record. It lasts forever. And the law of karma will see to it that wrongdoing will come back to haunt you. Yep. And you'll be on the recipient end of the wrongdoing. Something like it that takes Unless- from you what you took from someone else, wanting more for yourself. Unless it's healed, and the healing has to be across the board. It has to be perpetrator and victim. Yes, yes. And that's what we're all about with Get Wisdom, is finding a path to healing and making that available to everyone so they can take a part in it. That's the human mission. So yeah. we have the tools now. They've been given us, given, them, given to us from the divine, but they must be done by humans. Yes. So human intention is behind it. Absolutely. To get us off this treadmill. U.S. Creator, the term leap of faith represents a true dilemma. It implies an all or nothing choice that once taken, there's no turning back. Taking a true leap of faith appears to be a profound act of courage. And we have heard Creator say courage is a divine attribute. Can Creator comment? These are Creator's words in answer. It is very true that many times belief in the divine And taking a leap of faith to get there can be a death-defying act when one is involved with the interlopers in particular, but also the human minions who are corrupted to carry out the dark aims of the extraterrestrial alliance, wanting to worsen everything about human life and culture. Given such a dark backdrop as exists in your world currently, wanting miracles of help and healing is quite a leap of faith indeed. When one is suffering and in dark circumstances that seem to offer little hope of gaining relief or rescue, that is what faith is for, being the glue that holds things together and bridging between you and the divine. After all, with faith being a requisite for action by the divine realm in partnership, it is an essential ingredient in the energy equation of all that happens. When it is absent, the divine must stand aside because then your desire is taking place in isolation and not involving us as a participant. 
And that means by the rules of engagement, we must follow. There is nothing we can do. We cannot jump in and save the day. It can take a leap of faith to return once again to a divine partnership. And that is often when courage is needed, because the gap will, in some cases, be quite huge and quite uncertain. The fact you have the greatest power of the universe on tap may require a leap of faith to embrace. But that leap of faith will be rewarded because there is infinite strength available to you, at least potentially. How much you can attain through sharing it with us is a function of the size of your belief. So this is a lesson in the value of cultivating your belief quotient as self-empowerment on the way to your enlightenment. Well, there certainly is a dilemma here. You know, obviously taking a leap of faith means taking a risk, not having things, you know, guaranteed for you, not having an insurance policy and a safety net underneath you, you know. But that's the that's what we're here to do is to take these leaps, to take these risks. I mean, that's that's the whole point of being a, a physical human being to begin with, I think, Carl. Yes. Yeah, I would agree. And the thing that stood out for me in the exchange we just read is that this infinite power of creator is not unreachable by us, is not unusable by us, but can be connected to and repurposed by us for a human intention and a human cause. And how much of that power we can share and utilize and have put into action on our behalf is a function of the size of our belief. Yes. So this is not a trivial thing we're talking about here. You know, are no. you just going to be a good Christian or a, a, a loyal Jew and a faithful uh, uh, Muslim and, and, and worship in the right way and all that sort of thing? It's about the empowerment needed to right the wrongs of history and the current world in disarray and saving your own soul and its mission and making this not only leap of faith, but a leap to the light speed of the light being, to be a force for good in the universe for all of time. Absolutely. That's you what know, starts from faith and works forward. And we heard earlier in this program that faith and belief actually are distinct. They're not necessarily a synonym. Faith is a means of attaining belief. So the belief quotient is what we need to increase, and faith is a kind of a provisional thing that enables us to begin the journey to to do that uh, belief uh, enhancement. Yeah, it's provisional. It's, it's provisional. It's a, it's, a, it's a way station on the way to belief, yes. So it, what it means is, by being provisional, means that, gosh, we have doubts. You might you might have doubts. It's just we're kind of whispering that here, Carl. But you know what? It's okay. You got to start somewhere. <laughs> the point is to start. Yes, the point I is agree. To start. And we'll start on the next segment with more Get Wisdom right after this.
America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the final segment of this week's Get Wisdom. We are looking at uh, what Creator is sharing with us about the anatomy of faith. In other words, what is faith? What's its role? How do, I, how do we work with it? Where do we begin? And where can we end up? These are all important questions, Carl. Well, we're getting to the heart of things here. And we, as we move through this and seeing that there's a lot more than we might think at the outset about this. That's usually an understatement when it comes to anything Creator says. <laughs> but well, especially you know, true in it's, this case. Yeah, I mean, the reality of the divine is the core of existence. It's the reason for being, and it is the source of everything. So anything connected to it is going to be dug on important. <laughs> and having that faith is the key to accessing the power of the divine on one's behalf. And it turns out we really, really need that and more yes. of it in our world to help us survive, yes. let alone have a better life. It's a critical, critical component. You ask, Creator, the goal of strengthening our faith seems paradoxical. If genuine knowledge is our quest, a strengthening of faith seems like it might freeze us in place and inhibit our growth as opposed to facilitating it. Can Creator explain how strengthening, one, how strengthening one's faith is, in fact, not synonymous with closing one's mind? All right. Creator tells us the two are not synonymous, but can be under certain circumstances. If one's faith is limited to embracing dogma that has built-in constraints, the end result might be shaping oneself around a set of precepts that will carry you just so far and no further. That will end up being a diminishment and, in effect, becoming a dead end. You see this in the fate of those who embrace the scriptures as the be-all and end-all of knowledge. Even though there is much divine wisdom on display, 
It is not by any stretch of the imagination a comprehensive compendium of all that is possible to know. It is a mere snapshot of some teachings people were privy to in a time 2,000 years ago when most people were highly ignorant and primitive about many things. In that environment, it was simply not possible to reach or teach more because it could not be understood or absorbed with the thinking of the day represented by the human population in ancient times. To devote oneself avidly to memorizing many biblical passages or lessons from the Quran, to be recited verbatim as a kind of litany and proof of one's devotion is an exercise in limitation by definition. You were not created to memorize a handbook and only do what was contained on its pages. You were created to add to the possibilities of existence, to grow beyond the limits of your forebears, to widen your reach and extend the capability of humanity, to grow and prosper and bring new ways of thinking and acting into existence as creators and creations of your own. None of that can happen if you are stuck between the pages of the Bible and cannot leave the page. In many ways, the scriptures are a set of rules, but they are not meant to be a cage. There are many ways to view truth, fairness, ethics, and justice because circumstances evolve. Things can become more complex, multifaceted, requiring many nuances, special circumstances, and special treatment at times to maintain a fair balance under extraordinary circumstances of all kinds. This requires ingenuity and creativity, which is in your toolkit, especially when aided through maintaining a divine partnership, which will guarantee receiving inspiration and guidance of the highest order. When you are in a divine partnership, there is nowhere you will go where we are not also present. So in that sense, you are enjoying our limitless capacity for expansion because as you learn, yearn for more to happen and to experience, we can expand things to allow that to happen and help you bring it into reality. Whether it is your impulse or ours, all will benefit, and that is, after all, the point of having a partnership, that it will be a magnificent sharing, and the achievement is something with a grand total far greater than could be done singly by either party. We can create many things you cannot, but there are many things we create you might have no use for. This is why a partnership will serve you because your input and desires are integral to what will come about through that partnership. We will not have a desire to implement things you will reject or ignore. Within the partnership, what is produced will all be things that serve you, first and foremost, because that, to our way of thinking, is the purpose of that partnership with you personally. Anything you create or wish to have happen that we might bring into existence on your behalf benefits us by the doing. It helps us to be more than we were before, to enlarge our scope. 
everything we might do for you on your behalf is by definition an act of loving kindness. And that is what raises up all the acts of loving kindness bestowed on others as well as the self at times when that is appropriate. After all, as a divine human, an extension of our consciousness, why should it not be the case that you can call forth miracles? You know, when you're reading this, the thought occurred to me, Carl, that uh, I think faith is more like a lubricant and not a cement, you know? Uh, And the danger of thinking of faith as a cement is you end up basically being in a cage, just as Mm Crater pointed Mm -hmm. out. Well, I, I, I would think of it more as a fuel, yeah, that yeah. It, it, it is an empowerment. It's that too. <laughs> it can make things go. It can make things grow. So yes. it's, it's very worth pursuing and very worth cultivating, kind of like growing a garden. You know, make your, make your uh, soil tendered carefully and lovingly and lavishly with anything that might help. A little fertilizer now and then and, and plenty of water and sunshine. And love. Love yeah. is, is the uh, the real purpose of existence. So the more you put love in, the better things will go, the more you'll thrive, and the more good will come of it. Well, I think the point is the flexibility of faith and what that you need to have flexibility with it. You, you have to have a willingness to expand and to go beyond the boundaries in order to bring in that level of power. Well, and again, Creator is is talking big here. Yeah, exactly. Talking about <laughs> us calling forth miracles. You know, that's not a small thing. So no. this is our future and our destiny if we move towards it. Absolutely. You ask Creator, Creator and light beings have implored us countless times to increase our belief quotient in the divine. To, in essence, increase our faith in the divine. Can Creator share how prayer work and the Lightworker Healing Protocol can assist us in growing our faith in the divine successfully? All right, and Creator says, So here again, we look at faith and belief as a continuum and a process of enlightenment in progress where cultivating faith leads to greater belief, and that provides the foundation for novel ways to strengthen faith further with an ultimate firming up of the foundation of belief as a consequence. We have said in other exchanges a number of times that all learn by doing, not truly through studying and being an observer. This is never truer than in the case of wanting to cultivate a divine human partnership for yourself that will require inner belief, both in the divine and in your worthiness. Working on your faith will be instrumental in seeing that come about and be a source of rewards you will experience materially and recognize as such. It will not come effortlessly and automatically. It is always a product of diligence and an earnest desire for growth to happen, both in knowledge and in capability. You will naturally desire to have strength competence and skills to help you shine and help you be successful in all you do. The more you know and the wiser you become in implementing that knowledge through careful choices that serve you in the highest and best way will create a path to success much more quickly and surely 
than if you cannot connect to the divinity within you, especially in having a partnership with us to help guide and inspire you along the way. That will be a big part of the reward in actuality. If you look at the life of someone truly successful by all accounts, because they're living a life of abundance and joy and having family and friendships, a loving life partner and a successful career providing material abundance, so they have the time and wherewithal to share their love with their loved ones and many fun times of companionship and expressing love for one another, Few will see or acknowledge there is a divine hand behind all that has happened to bring those things about. There will be a divine hand behind anything good that happens to you, directly or indirectly. Even those claiming to have a secular perspective and are disbelievers in the divine may well be coasting on faith cultivated in other lifetimes. And positive karma accrued through being in divine alignment, deliberately and consciously. Many have come into their current life from the light, intending to be light workers, contributing to enlightenment of humanity and the interlopers limiting you, but have lost their way. We are giving you the tools to work with in the highest form ever, both teaching how to empower prayer to make it truly effective, powerful, and long-lasting in its actions, and benefits, and especially through the scholarship and diligence of your channel in incorporating that hard-won knowledge into a comprehensive lightworker healing protocol that is now capable of dealing with any source of negativity that comes your way. Not all can be overcome quickly, but that is only a limitation of the divine in staying within the rules, not a limitation of this protocol and its capability. So it is the ultimate in healing tools because it will launch requests for everything needed to be launched and kept going. And with many clever uses of leveraging to augment the reach and power of the healing requests to amplify and extend them in glorious ways that have never been thought of heretofore and will in fact allow the long-awaited turning point of humanity for the better to come about. If enough people embrace these tools and make an effort through their own energies to engage with us and use these simple tools in the privacy of their own minds to request the saving and healing of humanity and all who oppress them, that will bring about your deliverance and will be the greatest of human achievements in the bargain. We await your decision to join with us in this endeavor. We cannot do it without you. You know, and hearing this, a thought occurred to me, because people could say, well, you know, Lightworker Healing Protocol, what's that? And why didn't Creator give it to us a thousand years ago, 5,000 years ago? Um, because Creator didn't give it to us. You pieced that together yourself by probing Creator, asking questions of Creator. None of that came on Creator's initiative. So Creator's looking for us to take a leap of faith and join Creator in partnership. You did that, Carl. The Lightworker Healing Protocol is the result. Yes, and, and Creator isn't kidding in saying this is up to us. This is our problem, our mission to succeed or fail in, and we have to make it happen. We're being helped, Yes, but we have to ask for that. 
and it's incremental and it's a little bit at a time and until we grow a little bit more in our awareness and understanding and our knowledge grows and then we can be given a little bit more. Yeah, well, and, we are getting help, but we have to ask for it. You had to ask for everything right. along the way to make. So the tools practice. are in hand, but people now have to ask, "What are the tools? Can you give it to me so I can work with it and I can benefit from it?" This is a do-it-yourself world, so we're offering it to the world, courtesy of the, all the hard-won knowledge from Creator. But then people have to bite; they have to say, "This sounds like a good idea. It's worth a try." Well, take and the initiative. And download our ebook on the Lightworker Healing Protocol. You can get it at getwisdom.com slash LHP. Getwisdom.com slash LHP. Get our prayer book, The Empowerment of Prayer. You can get that at getwisdom.com slash prayer. But the one thing we can't get anymore right now, Carl, is more time for the show. So we're going to have to say goodbye. Thanks, everybody. All right. Be well. Thank you for listening today. Please tune in next Friday for another edition of Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They'll be here at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a beautiful week.